Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under the Lights. Uh, we're previewing the Chelsea game, which is in fact, um, oh, it's tomorrow. We should probably get a move on. My name's Tom Murray. My name is Callum Wilson and this is Under the Lights. Callum, uh, Chelsea tomorrow, then the international break. Um, don't have high hopes for this one. And we've got resident Chelsea fan Ashley Duhigg joining us as well. Welcome on board again. You all right, guys? How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, before we started this, you were trying out your headset and it so sounded like you're at the bottom of the ocean. So Yeah, it wasn't the one, wasn't the one. But uh, this will have to do. It will have to do like this. Um, so... Callum, from a Saints perspective, how are you feeling about the game tomorrow? Because I'm bricking it, to be honest. Um, I guess similarly to the game a couple of weeks ago away at Man City, and that didn't end too badly, did it? So I think the dust has settled after a lacklustre performance against Wolves going forward. But what has been good is, is that defensively, we've only conceded one goal in the last three games. And... Uh, and we've looked pretty sound. You know, the only reason we conceded against Wolves was because of an individual error. So I, I, I think we can go into the game at the bridge with some confidence that we can maybe stifle Chelsea's attacking players for as long as possible. We know that Chelsea are defensively sound before they're, you know, more so than they are going forward, although they're not too bad at that either so I wonder if, if it's just a case that if we can maybe try and keep it a contest for as long as possible um, even if we can get to half time at nil nil we're in a we're in a good position but we know the likes of uh, Lukaku up front and uh, and some other players that they've got that that could uh, that could be over we could be on plan b within a few minutes so my worry is Lukaku because he always does something against Saints, we always struggle with him, but we've played some pretty good attacks in the logs of West Ham and, and Man City recently, and uh, and we've managed to to stay resolute and solid. So, yeah, see see how we go, and the longer we can keep it at nil nil, the better. Actually, have you found Chelsea's start to the season? Because from an outsider, I think you're genuine contenders for the title, but it's sort of not gone off the rails, I think that's too strong a word, but you've had a bit of a, a, a rough last week. Well, I mean, I think we've started the season very well. We've, we've added, obviously, Lukaku, and that has instantly, even though he's not, we've we're scored, we, well, before the last week, we've been scoring goals, which even when Tuchel took over at the end of last season, we wasn't getting a lot of goals. And we've added, we're getting to three a game, obviously, once again, before this week. Um, for me, it's it's an in, it's interesting to see how we kind of get on because everything's gone very well for us for the last however long, um, probably since the FA Cup final. Every, we couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, but this week, obviously, we had the City game, which, to be honest, we got dominated. They were better than us. Uh, the Juve game on Wednesday was very, very frustrating. Um, but I don't necessarily think it was because we weren't good enough. I think there was a few factors 
So it'd be interesting to see how we come back, how we bounce back from a little bit of um, adversity, because they're gonna, they're not gonna take the last week well, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't have done. So it'd be no. interesting to see how we get on. Yeah, and and this, yeah, two two huge games. You have had some difficult games so far this season. I I suggest that you you've outperformed the fixtures that you've had and and picked up. Uh, more points than than maybe you'd expect to have done. Obviously, it's a kick in the teeth against Man City because first five weeks of the season, I think everyone's tipping Chelsea as the team to beat. Then they play at home to Man City. Not only do they lose, but uh, they're pretty much dominant Man City throughout. I, I felt it was like Chelsea were kind of, they had a game plan to hit on the counter-attack and then City scored and you thought, right, there's a bit more urgency now. And then, that kind of never came. I always thought they had a gear to go up, but in the end, it seemed that Man City were so dominant that Chelsea couldn't kind of get out of that. Nothing was really sticking up top. Um, and in the end, it was comfortable. And then, of course, I didn't see the game against Juventus, but, you know, another 1-0 loss. And in keeping with the Tuchel era, you know, there's only one goal in it, only one goal in the game. It's, it, both games were 1-0. And as we say, defensively sound, but sometimes that can take away from the kind of free-flowing attacking football you might get with a, a Man City or a Liverpool. So I think that's where what Saints will be hoping. In recent weeks, they've uh, they've been solid defensively. And I think both teams kind of want to play counter-attacking football, which uh, usually with the, the better of the two sides being Chelsea, they'll end up with a lot more of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. One thing I do want to ask you about, and I don't know if you, uh, if you have any better idea than, than us non-Chelsea fans, to be honest, but Tuchel seems to be not far behind Pep Guardiola in terms of the uh, the rotation this season. We've all heard of Pep Brulette. It seems to be that Tuchel is, is pretty close to that. Defensively, even, even Aspia Quetta hasn't played every game. Christensen's been in there, Thiago Silva, Rudiger. And then, uh, obviously, the, the big shock was that Chilwell hasn't, hasn't started a Premier League game so far this season. Alonso starting really well and obviously now Reese James out with an injury. Do you do you see a pattern in, in what he's doing? Are there certain games where certain players will play, i.e. you know the easier games like Southampton or the, the harder games like Man City and Juve, or is it is it a shock every time you see the uh you see the lineup? I mean even Mason Mount's fallen out of favour in, in, in recent weeks. Well I think I'm right in saying that Tuchel has never played the same eleven in two consecutive games since becoming Chelsea boss. Uh, so he does change. But I do think that is because our squad depth is so, so good. Um, even players, I mean, I tell you what, the game changed when likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek came on against Juventus. Even Ross Barkley came on and looked like lively. Um, I think, I mean, for me, I don't know why Chilwell, he's, I, I, I just, I just don't understand that. I've always preferred Chilwell in that Chelsea team over Alonso. Um, I think Alonso is a little bit too slow for me. Um, don't get me wrong. He's probably, he's got a wicked left foot and he can put in a very good cross or he's always, I mean, He's probably going to be the best free kick taker on the pitch on on Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, 
but for me, Chilwell, he's better as an all-round player. Um, so that has been surprising. I think, obviously, Reese James is now out for a little bit, which is a huge miss for us. Um, if only we had another up-and-coming right-back. Let's uh, come through the system. Well, that leads me on to my next question. <laughs> I was going to say, whoever whoever plays, Chilwell or, uh, or Alonso, will be coming up against uh, Tino Liveramento uh, on that same on that same flank. And uh, Tuchel was asked about it today in his press conference, and it almost seemed I only I didn't watch the press conference, but I've 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 read it, and then in the text it almost sounds like he he wasn't particularly happy that he chose to leave the Chelsea. Wanted him to stay and fight for his place, but he was too far down the pecking order and, uh, and has been given the game time that he uh, that he obviously sought when he left for Saints. Started every single game in the Premier League this season. You'd expect to be the same uh, at the weekend. Obviously, uh, Broger is another player that we've got on loan, but I would imagine that he can't play at the weekend because of that reason. Are you... Not looking forward to it, but is is there a, some interest in seeing how uh, how a player that you've you've let go and you still have a strange clause to be able to potentially get back in a couple of years plays against their opposite number and see if there is much difference, especially now that Reese James is out. You might be looking thinking the best right wing back on the pitch is um, is playing in in red and white. I mean, with. I always love, I mean, Chelsea has had for the last probably 20 years, apart from, well, pre-Lampard, really, we haven't had anyone come through in the academy. I know Livermento hasn't come through at Chelsea, but I do like the fact that he is playing first-team football and really thriving um, with Saints. From, from an outside perspective, he seems to be the talk of, a lot of good things from what I'm seeing from Southampton point of view. And I personally, I can't blame him for, for going because usually a, an up-and-comer will replace an Azpilicueta sort of person. But he's trying to dislodge Reese James, who's 20 himself. Yeah. And you need to make a decision as a manager who, like, and I, I love Reese James. I think he's Class, strong, quick, very good defender, good attacking. So I couldn't see he's better than playing cup, just cup football, Livermento. So I can't blame him in the slightest uh, for going. I think the price probably is a fair price for someone that's not played professional football for. Because it doesn't matter how good you are in academy football, playing Premier League football is completely different. Um, so I'm happy for the guy. I'm happy for the lads. Um, and it will be, and I'm sure he'll get a very good react reception from the bridge uh, tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have any. Obviously, I, I think he is probably will, would be the best right wing back on the pitch because I can see Hudson Odoi maybe playing right wing back for Chelsea uh, because of we we will need to, like you said, we'll be on the front foot. So Hudson Odoi will probably be playing there because he is more attacking minded than Azpilicueta. And I would, for me, once again, I'd play, I'd play Chilwell to cope with him because Alonso doesn't like pace, doesn't like anyone running at him. Which, from what I've seen in the Premier League, that's what he does very well. Livermento. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a very confident player at the moment. He likes bombing down that that right side. Maybe a bit too arrogant at times. He's tried to pretty much just do players for pace and ends up running straight into them. Uh, so I guess that's one thing. I mean, I, it's great to have a player like try those things going forward. And I'd say more often than not, he will get past them. But there's been a couple of occasions where he thinks he can try the same thing against experienced players like Cancelo and Carl Walker. And it doesn't happen because they they're too clever for that they're too far too clever and also you're trying to outrun probably the two fastest players in defense in the league anyway so you know fair play to him for having the balls to be like yeah you know i'm gonna give him a go i'm gonna give it a go so and what you said about he'll get a good reception i i've I've seen nothing but praise for him on twitter just in just in general chelsea fans are obviously they're mostly it's a mixture of gutted that they don't have him now, but excited because the chances are they'll probably have him back in a couple of years' time. And it's almost like a, a loan in a way, um, because although although it's a really high fee, um, the buyback the buyback clause is ridiculously high. But at the same time, it's um, it, it doesn't really matter to the fans because it's not their money that they're spending, and the chances are he will probably. I think Callum and I, we we both know that Livermento is not going to be here for the until he retires. This guy is going to go all the way to the very top if he continues the way he is. So we're just sort of looking, just just enjoying having him for the now. Um, and you know, if if and when he goes, then fingers crossed, it's because he's done well a, a superb job. Uh, obviously, another one uh, that we've got on loan for you, Projo. Obviously, he can't play because um, he is still technically on loan. I doubt that the other Chelsea player that we signed, Simiu, is going to make an appearance. Um, but uh, one from a Saints perspective, uh, Callum, and this is really good news in sort of a, what has been a sort of a, a, a damp squib of a week is that finally Stuart Armstrong looks like he's getting back into the side whether that's from the bench or starting not sure I'd imagine he'll be looking to start at the end uh, when we come back from the international break but how important is it to have him back uh, in the side yeah hugely important as soon as you said uh, there was a bit of good news I knew exactly where you were going with it because uh, we've missed him like a hole in the head like I said in in the last episode Um, I'm not sure how much Ralph is I don't know how much truth there is in the comments that Ralph has about how he needs to he needs to earn his place back in the side and how he was a really big player for us in the past I mean he clearly is our best wide midfielder and uh, if he's fit he's he's the first one um, on the team sheet in that position he says he'll be involved in the squad we've seen pictures of him in training and obviously Walcott's back as well so that provides extra depth in those areas uh, it's just whether or not he's going to be fit enough to start, like you said. But but if, if he is, uh, then we need to, because if he's fit, he's going to end up going off with the Scotland squad. He's in that and, and hopefully he doesn't pick up another injury. But I would I would suggest um, that that we play him, and especially with what Ash is saying, if the likes of Alonso or Chilwo hasn't played much much game time this season, if they're on a left wing-back position and we've got Livermento and Armstrong, then that might be an avenue that we can try to exploit what what how do you see Saints I'll I'll, I'll ask you first and then I'll I'll come to Ash about Chelsea so we can have a look at how we think we'll line up 
uh, against each other. But how do you think Saints will go about it? Because obviously we played a certain way against West Ham, which was a lot more defensive. Then we went up to Man City and everyone was shocked the fact that we reverted to type and went up there with two strikers and really gave them a game. Is Ralph Arsenal at all naive enough to think that because it worked against Man City, it worked against Chelsea? Or will he have a different plan? Because both sides set up very differently. Obviously, they both have great quality, but one thing that works against City won't necessarily work up at the bridge. How do you think we're going to line up and where where are the potential um, strengths and weaknesses for either side? Well, you said at the you said at the start of that, will Ralph be naive enough to think if it worked against City, it worked against Chelsea? Unfortunately, I think that's exactly what he's going to be feeling, um, and he'll probably go with the the four four two. I can't I can't see him going to five at the back or anything like that. Or maybe he'll do the the in game change that Romeu pushes back as a centre back when we're when we're defending, which we'll be doing a lot of. Um, I have a funny feeling that Walker Peters is going to play at left back again. I don't think he should. We've spoken to death about you don't leave your best player out of position. But then again, he's going to want to get Livermento. I I would personally, I I personally, I'd have I'd, I'd try the Walker Peters and Livermento on the same side thing. I'd use Livermento as more of a a defensive winger, as it were, because we an almost match up Chelsea in terms of formation. Whether we go two up top, I don't... Again, it's one of those games that I don't think is the right fit for Adam Armstrong. Um, he, the thing is, if we are going to play... If, if Ralph reverts and he's going to play a, a, one player on his own up top, then it can't be Armstrong playing on his own because we saw against West Ham that he just struggles and Chelsea have big defenders, quick defenders... And he just, the ball doesn't stick to him. He's not one of those to hold up the ball. And even against Wolves, he was pretty much in any position but up front. And he was on the wings quite a lot, which was so infuriating. So, uh, I... I think I, against the side that plays three at the back, you you can't just play one lone striker. Otherwise, you're you're essentially turning up for a nil-nil and expecting mm-hmm. a bit of an onslaught on your, on your goal and on your penalty area. I think he will go two up front. Because usually when there are three at the back, then there'll be two up top and that kind of evens itself out. Otherwise, the wingers are going to have to play really high. But I, I think he, I think he's probably going to play Gineppo this week because he's already mentioned how they're, um, how he's their, the best defensive number 10 that he's got and, and all of that sort of stuff. So I think, they'll, I think we'll see the likes of him. I agree with you. Walker Peters could play it right back and Livermento could provide that kind of um, defensive cover from a wide midfield position and then maybe Armstrong could play on the left but I don't think that'll happen I think he'll play Walker Peters at left back because I think he'll want I think he fancies him better as a defender and fancies Perot better in terms of going forward and when you're going to play away at Chelsea you want your best defenders on the pitch so I I think he'll go 4-2-2-2 and he'll probably have Gineppo and, and two up top one change I'd actually make is um, just because I thought he was really poor against Wolves, but then again, he was so good at the Etihad, is possibly not starting Romeo and going for Diallo instead because Romeo was shocking against Wolves. But then I've sort of counteract my own point by saying he played really well at the Etihad, but then again, that was two games ago now. So if I was to make a change, um, maybe maybe just something to freshen it up a little bit. 
give Romeo a because let's face yeah. it, neither Romeo or Ward Prowse have done any thrown in any more than a seven out of ten since the start of the season. They're they're definitely not up to the speed that they used to be. I think Romeo will will play because, like you said, away at the Etihad, you've got less possession, you're defending more, and you need your ball winners in the middle. I think he's better at that than Diallo. I wouldn't be against seeing all three of them play and then playing with some more attacking wingers, but I don't think he'll he'll go that way. Um, but there, in terms of Chelsea, I think that's where you can exploit. Whenever you play three at the back with attacking wing-backs, especially if you play Hudson-Odoi, then you're looking to try and get down the sides of them. And if you've got two strikers in the middle and two uh, wide midfielders that can kind of get in behind those, those wing-backs... Then, uh, then you've got good opportunities to to pick players out in the middle. It's exactly why we played Gineppo, because uh, he couldn't he couldn't pick anything out in the middle. Um, but that's probably the weakest point. I think they're pretty strong everywhere. Chelsea. How do you expect them to set up um, Ash on uh, well tomorrow? And uh, are there any is there anything that you're thinking in terms of how the Saints are there to be exploited, or anything you're worried about from uh, from the view of the other side? So I think, I mean, I think we all know the formation that we'll play. I know we experimented with as a 5-3-2 against Man City, but I think we'll revert back to the 5-2-3 um, that he's kind of used throughout his tenure. Um, like I say, I do think Hudson-Odoi will play right wing back, and I think um, Azpilicueta will then come into the right centre-back position with Christensen playing at the back with Thiago Silva dropping out. Um, not because he's because he's been class, like he really has been good, but he he ha- did play the majority of the game uh, last weekend. He played all of the Juventus game. I think they've just got a, he's just going to manage his game time a little bit. So Christensen will sit in the middle and Rudiger left. I think I think he will go for Chilwell. It's hard uh, to predict because they played half a game each against Juventus. Yeah, but he uh, really wasn't happy with Alonso watching. And I don't know. It, I mean, Alonso had a horrendous game, his worst game of the season. And if Chilwell doesn't start, then you're basically saying to Chilwell, you're, you're, you're nowhere near first team football. Like, you're not. If someone's played before as bad as Alonso did, he looked slow, he looked sluggish, he looked tired to be honest and I think that might be just the, the sheer amount of football he's playing he, had, he went for a few years not playing that amount um, Kante's obviously he's got Covid so he's out of course yeah so um, I wouldn't be surprised if Loftus Cheek starts with Jorginho because be- he's been impressive recently isn't he he has. He didn't have the best game against Juventus. Um, but I just wouldn't be surprised because whenever Loftus-Cheek has come on, including the City game and especially the Juve game, he is that driving force. Um, and I think, I don't know, at the bridge, I think he might I think he might um, start. I wouldn't be, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kovacic and Jorginho in the middle, but and then it. I I love I would love, and I don't think it happened, but Lukaku, Werner and Havertz. 
the most amount. No, well, he. I think he's picked up an injury recently, and I'm not sure if he's even back. Okay. But the game against Southampton last season, the three all at the bridge. Mm. Werner scared the life out of that Southampton defence running at him. I mean, that was when he was looking like a world-class striker, granted. (laughs) (laughs) But his pace, obviously you don't have Vestergaard anymore and that's who he targeted uh, in that game. Um, But I do think we need quick players opposed to clever players, should I say, like uh, Ziyech, like a... um, like a mount sort of play. I think we need quick runners in behind, spread the defence, because I reckon Southampton are going to try and be as resolute as possible. And the way to do that is to to get players running all over the top, the shop. So I think that is the way we need to go. Um, I mean, I, I watched the Southampton Wolves game. And Apologies. I do completely <laughs> agree with what you were saying about Romeo because he had a mare. <laughs> what yeah, I thought. Um, but there's definitely... We can't get complacent with Saints in the slightest. We cannot allow ourselves. And I don't think we will. Um, but I don't think that it's going to be as easy as what some people are making it out to be. Well, I think it could yeah, be a yeah. 2 0, 2 1, 3 1 sort of score. It's a pretty gung ho Chelsea team, that as well, Tom. If they do miss out on Reese James or Aspiqueta at wing back and they go Hudson Adoy, and then of course they they don't play Kovacic or Kante and they replace them with Loftus Cheek, of, of course, is better going forward than he is defensively, then that will, that will set the tone from the off, I think, of Chelsea having the ball getting forward, playing mostly in the Saints' half. But what it also does is leave spaces for a counter-attack. And without Kante there, you, you, any team is more susceptible to the counter-attack without him mopping up and essentially doing that on his own. Um, of course, Saints will be resolute, but we've seen in the recent weeks that they are susceptible still to the counter themselves. They will get forward. They will have a go at times like they did against City, but you only have to look at the goal last week was assisted by the by the goalkeeper and Southampton have been resolute in defence the entire game. So uh, that is still something that needs to be addressed by Hasenhutl and it hasn't been so far this season. Uh, but I, I think if they do play a side like that, Chelsea, although they've still got their three centre-backs, I think you might be able to get them three on three. And if you are playing with Rudiger, Christensen, Aspilicueta, I do think that is potentially, or, or Silva, potentially defenders that don't want players running at them uh, with space because uh, they're big, strong lads. But I don't know if there's the, the biggest amount of pace in that back three. I think Rudiger can shift because he's a big lad, but Aspilicueta's side, certainly not. And Christensen, you know, is athletic, but he, he, he's not the quickest. I think if you've got someone like Armstrong... Or uh, if well, both Armstrongs, if they play, um, Che Adams running at them on the counter attack, I think that might be a, an opportunity uh, for Saints to to really potentially nick some chances. And Livermento, I think, will have the bit between his teeth to join in with that as well, Tom. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've certainly got the players to catch Chelsea on the counter-attack. It's just hopefully we won't be two or three goals down by the time that counter-attack comes about. Um, <laughs> that one counter-attack. <laughs> yeah, that one counter-attack. One thing, as much as we give him a stick, and certainly in the last episode where we basically said Ralph out, finally, um, he has he's never lost at Stamford Bridge as Saints manager. Two draws and a win. Um, Saints actually, their record at Stamford Bridge isn't actually that bad since they've been promoted in, in 2012. They've only lost there three times. Um, and I think it's one, one twice and then drawn, drawn the rest of them. Um, so it's it, a different Chelsea now, though, isn't it? We haven't played a two call Chelsea at the bridge. That was Lampard's last season and that three all, wasn't it? And uh, we had a certain Danny Ings there helping with the. True. Previous few seasons. And, and Vestergaard nicking Walcott's goal right at the very end in what would have been a fairy tale equaliser. I mean, it was a, it was a great equaliser uh, nevertheless, but I was actually a bit disappointed when it, it turned out that Vestergaard got the last touch off Walcott's volley. I thought, oh, well, that's sort of just... Uh, I'm still happy, but at the same time, well, it would have been nice if it was Theo. Um, but, uh, yeah, under has Noodle, 0-0 draw, then the 2-0 the against Lampard and the 3 all. So, we're our record there isn't isn't bad we haven't i know that that kind of stat matters very little um when it comes to the actual day except if it's saints record at everton which just seems to plague us for the last 30 years or so um so i i i said at the start that i was bricking it but i think it, unfortunately it's just the, the the being a football fan as you get closer to the game you're thinking hang on hang on Maybe there's a chance we could do something. I think that actually, I, I wasn't looking forward to the Man City game at all. And then after watching the first five minutes, I thought, hmm, okay, maybe let's just see how we go. And then we grew into the game, played superbly. And by the end, I was like, wow, how we, we should have won that game. Phenomenal. So I'm hoping that Saints can put in that kind of performance. Um, but I could also see it being a comfortable win for Chelsea. Is, um, is the difference between the, the City game and this game that you're bricking it because there are so many game winners, uh, match winners in that City side, is it more a case for Chelsea that if you stop Lukaku, you've got a really good chance of getting something from it? Or when when Ash was talking about Werner and how we, he targeted Vestergaard, are you shitting yourself a little bit because he plays off the left and I'm thinking if he gets a run on Bednarek, then um, I mean, he's got absolutely no chance of catching him. I'm more bricking it because we seem to be a rubbish football team in general at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I, I, if we'd gotten even top like, analysis, Tom <laughs> <Murray>. <laughs> well, we if we if I we had lose because we're shits. If I'm honest, uh, anyway, join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we've had like the the run of draws beforehand. We thought, okay, we can build on this, and then the Wolves game sort of just it, all the optimism just went straight through the floor. Um, you know why that happened though, didn't you? Because we predicted. For the first time this season, that would that we'd be able to do something, knowing that we would we'd be jinxing it. Well, you know, it's it's going to be a ten 0 defeat this time, so not looking forward to it whatsoever. <laughs> Please be one nil Saints win. Uh, but in, if I was to add a bit more analysis to it, I think that Lukaku is so good at getting the ball um, close to defenders and just rolling them so easily. And I feel like Salisu 
might be quite susceptible to that. To try, he likes to get really close to the strikers, and I feel like Lukaku could probably have him on toast a couple of times, just getting the ball rolling his man really quickly, yeah. and suddenly he's got a shot on goal. Bednarik and Pace don't mix. We've um, especially Pace and Power. Jimenez just brushed him off, then made a mockery out of both him and Salisu. Um, so the fact that Chelsea have Lukaku, who is strong and quick, and Timo Werner, who isn't in the form of his life, far from it, but it's still a very dangerous player. And then you've got the likes of Havertz and... Yeah. Is it a saving grace, Tom, that um, Salisu's performance against Antonio and how they, they've got... He's got very similar attributes and a rich vein of form, or is Lukaku just a step too far? Because physically... Yeah. He can cope. He, he can. He can match him. He can match any defend uh, any striker. I think in the league, Lukaku being the biggest test. I but think if he spins him, and like you said, he is overzealous, and he he does get caught out with how how eager he is to get in on that first touch. Uh, is there a chance that he he could he could roll him, or he could even outmuscle him? I think it's more the po uh, the point with the difference between Antonio and Lukaku. One is world class player. The other one isn't. Um, and also with West Ham and Antonio, Antonio's their focal point. He's their main man. He is their main goal scorer. So he's going to have, he, he had to be everywhere on the pitch. And a lot of the times that Salisu outmuscled him, Antonio wasn't in that dangerous a position. Lukaku doesn't have to go chasing around the entirety of the attacking area to get the ball. He knows that he's going to get balls into the box and he's going to get that ball on the edge of the box to turn. And he doesn't have to bust a gut to try and chase a ball that's going down to the corner just to wait for his teammates to get up. The difference is that as Antonio's got to do all of that attacking work, Lukaku doesn't. And so, and all it takes is just one little ball into him, a quick roll, and that's a goal. Um, so I think maybe so we've got to cut out the uh, the supply as the last couple of teams against Chelsea have done because mm. they are missing creative players and Havertz hasn't been on the ball. You know, Mounts out, even their wide their wingers, are, you know, their wide uh, fullbacks might be different. You know, Hudson Odoi with his delivery and his directness might be a problem if he does play. But you might not need to worry about Lukaku if you just stop the supply to him. Because like you said, he's not the sort of player that goes and makes something happen himself. But but what we have seen this season is he only needs half a chance to make a goal. Mm -hmm. And in fi final point, in terms of just the difference between the City game and this game, is that City, and they've struggled so far, as we've seen, in, especially in the last few games, is that they didn't have that world-class focal point. Um, they were sort of interchanging. And I know that they still beat, they still scored five against Arsenal, five against Norwich. But there are games where if teams do defend well, um, they don't have that focal point of attack. You can, you can play it in and then play it off them, whereas Chelsea do. And I uh, think whilst we have played against those kind of players with Antonio, Lukaku is a, he's a, he's a step above. So I think Saints have got to be really on it. They, de they can get a result. Saints can get a result. There's an opportunity for them, but they need to focus on, well, basically just focus on keeping Chelsea out at the moment. Just, uh, just before we wrap up, Ash, is there any worry, the fact that you've had two gruelling games, two really difficult games where every player has had to put in everything they can, the latest of which only happening on Wednesday with three days before the game. I know you've got quality in the in the squad, but you know, you have got a couple of injuries and you mentioned the likes of Silva who who need to be uh, rested here and there. Is is there a worry that a fresh Slampton side who press really high at times and can be really energetic could get at some tired legs or 
is that just the life of a Chelsea fan who used to playing Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then, um, uh, well, not Thursday, sorry, Tuesday, Sunday, and uh, they'll just be able to deal with it? Um, personally, I don't think it will be that much. Not, it won't be an issue because we played on Wednesday. I don't think that will, we, we've been doing that for three years and we don't struggle after every Champions League game. And if, I mean, to be honest, in the, the game against Juventus, it, we had all of the ball. We can, we dictated it all. They just broke on the counter-attack a few times and they, they scored. So it wasn't like we were really chasing the game. We, were, we just couldn't get that. We just didn't have that final touch. Um, I think the players should be used to it. They're not. They're some of these players are some of the best players in the world. Like with the likes of Lukaku. Um, so no, I don't think it will be an issue because we've played on Wednesday. I think it will be an interesting match just because it's Southampton. Just because Southampton play their own way, same as if uh, like Chris Pallet or play their own way. That's what we've got to be focusing on, not whether or not we're still tied for Wednesday. That's that's it's happened now. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, fitness, it's there's going to be a lot tougher times for fitness. We're still we've just got into October, so they should be raring to go. What's well, if, if fitness isn't the issue and? obviously supporting a team who go into most games expecting to win them. Do you really look at the opposition and think, oh, where they might cause us problems? Or is it always the case that, you know, both teams play their best, Chelsea will win this game? You know, what, what's, what's your main worry coming up against Saints at the weekend, whether that be a strength of ours or a weakness of yours or a combination of both? I think it's, we don't do well if, we don't score in first half, score early. Okay. If we get to, if it's 60 minutes, still nil-nil, or one-nil Saints because they nicked a goal, I'm not as confident then because I don't know what it is when teams, obviously I'm not including the City game because they didn't sit back at all, but Juventus sat back. Like when we have, play teams and struggle, they sit back and that's when we really find them hard to break down in that last 20 minutes. And I think that's just the way we play. Um, so that is, that's always my instant thought, get a goal early, get a goal in the first 20 minutes, set the toe. If we get that, they can't sit back. They've got to come and then we can go in the counter because our counter is our, is our strength. Okay, so from a Saints point of view, it's, Park the bus and don't let them uh, don't let them bring us towards them because on the counter attack, I wouldn't want to come up against the likes of Lukaku and Werner on a counter attack. Uh, that's for sure. And just one last thing: um, three goals conceded this season from Jesus, Mohamed, and Chiesa, Italian for Church. Are you worried at all about coming up against the Saints? I'm um, not a superstitious guy, Callum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I saw that today. It, it, it just cracked me up. <laughs> uh, so, um, I think final point, Ash prediction. Uh, two nil. Two nil Saints. Oh, yeah. that's so kind. <laughs> to the 
I have to say, when you uh, when I, I thought you were going to come out with a bit of a Michael Owen moment a couple of minutes ago, and you said, "No, we struggle when we don't score." And I was just thinking, "Come on, elaborate, <laughs> elaborate on that." Um, I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Wow, best case scenario, I think that isn't it. I think um... no, but, sorry, nil-nil win for Saints. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd see us losing, um, and I don't see us scoring. So I might, I might join Ash on the on the two 0 on that one. One last thing before we uh, before we jump off because we didn't do it the, for the Wolves game. Um, and I, Ash, I don't think you've joined our. Uh, I don't know if you're playing fantasy football, but Tom, you've you've beaten me two weeks in a row. I've uh, I've had a bit of a nightmare. I'm trying not to splash out my wild card. It's not gone too well. Only 34 points for me, so I'm down into fourth now. But you've uh, you've crept up a couple of places with uh, a huge 49 points. You're up to 36th, and your wild card a couple of weeks ago is, uh, it was the Everton boys that did it for you. You've got yeah. double digits from Townsend and Decore, so it's uh, inspired in your uh, in your recent wild card. But well, got... that's the kind of change I was looking to make. You know, I just told the boys, you know, go out there, play your game, and. They've done it. <laughs> but yeah, Tom of the Tricky Scummers is still top. And uh, highest point scorer this week is, I don't know why I'm scrolling to the bottom just in case someone's woken up and decided to start playing. Gone up into second place is uh, Seb Wong with Saints FC underscore Hong Kong Seb, who's got himself 77 points uh, without playing a wild card even. Uh, where's he got most of them from? Oh my God, he had Sar in goal with 14 points. Clean sheet, an assist, and bonus points. Uh, the less said about that, the better. Who did? Wait, wait, who's he got? In, who's he got in goal? Sar. This is really bad. Who? Oh, I can't. I can't he think. Played of... against us, mate. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy who set up the goal. Yeah. Oh, oh God! Did he actually get assist points for that? Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, he set up the goal. He got a clean sheet. Made made a few saves and uh, is is got Seb right up there. And right I'm there, the sat with mate. Ronaldo at captain after his performance against Aston Villa. Oh, you're not the only one, mate. Yeah. You're lucky. You're lucky. Everton had a good. Uh, I can't remember who they played against, but they they played against Norwich. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. So the fact that Townsend and Decure were the ones who scored, I mean, I'm of love and life there. Love and life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Ash, thank you so much for coming on, as always. Um, uh, unlucky about the uh, about the defeat on Saturday. But, oh, yeah, um, I'm sure, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks yeah. for having me on. I enjoy it. There was, we were running out of time to try and get this on at a time when we could all uh, come together and... and uh, I can't remember. It might have been, it might have been Tom who suggested that we maybe do a, a review rather than a preview. But I, I didn't fancy our chances of, uh, of having a Chelsea fan on and deal with that. Dealing with that after, uh, after this is uh, when uh, Saints win three 0 Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, you and all your mates on if that. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us, mate. After work, no worries, no worries at all. If you want to find the podcast, you can find it on Twitter at under underscore saints. Had to think there. You can find me at T214Murray. You can find me at Callum Wilson21. Ash, where can we find you? At Ash, Ash Dewig. At Ash Dewig. Oh, pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, My yeah. starter came in. <laughs> 
Callum's the only one that's managed to say it without any jitters whatsoever. So, well, well, um, yeah, stay safe, stay wonderful. See you later.